You are listening to the Memphis CLR Fantasy Football Podcast with John Memba and Andrew Cooper. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show. John Memba here with Andrew Cooper breaking down week five of the NFL season. Coop, we have hit the bye week portion mm. of the NFL season. The Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers. Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are off this week, which means uh, those of you who have drafted those players, uh, hopefully you prepared in your draft for those bye weeks. You have some replacements on your rosters for the Justin Herberts, Keenan Allens of the world here, or you've at least prepared on the waiver wire to pick up some guys here uh, to get yourself ready to set your lineups for NFL Week 5. Coop and I are going to go down and break down each and every game uh, on this slate of games for NFL Week 5, we'll also be answering your questions here throughout the show as well. So feel free to pop them in chat if you got any questions for Coop and I. Happy to help you out this week. Uh, Coop, my man, how are we doing? Doing good, brother. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy how all offseason we've got all these like things in our mind where, okay, I'm going to go zero RB and I can never have two quarterbacks and I never have two tight ends. And then it turns out that you know, even guys you thought where if you were just going to take a Dallas Goddard or George Kittle and never think about it or take a Joe Burrow or even a Trevor Lawrence and say, OK, now I don't never need to have two guys in this position. Not only the bye weeks come around, and it turns out you're going to need somebody at some point. But all along, the people that maybe did go out and take two tight ends, maybe got a Sam Laporta or took right. two quarterbacks and got an Anthony Richardson. Those guys are are eating right now. They're killing. Mm-hmm. So maybe we got to change the way we think about this sometimes, especially if your guy has an early bye week, especially if he has bye week five or six. You can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to need this guy anyway. I might as well take a stab right at this yeah. position. And even if it, the, the, the one hang up, John, is that people think if you draft two tight ends, you have to just have them forever. Right. right? Like as as if you because, I mean, the first week of waivers you're going to drop your worst player anyway so why not get a look why not get a look at some of these guys so right. i don't know I, I want to change the way that that people think about that and hopefully now that bye weeks are here with all these injuries they start thinking that way well yeah. we we always talk about draft strategies as well and you, know, you do the yin yang tight end article series here i do the breakout identifying breakout quarterbacks article for the draft guide you talk a lot about also the lottery tickets versus stretch tickets type of players that you're looking to draft and you get that sort of uh, you know, either instant answer on certain players or you're willing to wait and see. There are certain players that fall into that category where it's like, okay, if you're in a season redraft league, it doesn't make sense to draft a backup quarterback because, you know, you can always just pick one up on the waiver wire when your QB has a bye. But there are players like an Anthony Richardson that you want to take that stab on even right. if you do draft a quarterback because he has that upside to potentially be a top five overall fantasy quarterback. Now, he doesn't have to be a good real-life quarterback. We've talked a lot about that as well. The man completed 44% of his passes last week and had 30 fantasy points. He has that elite rushing upside. That's what you're looking for when it comes to certain players where you're going to take that stab. You talk about two tight ends. You take Samuel Porter late in the draft, but maybe you took Dallas Goddard. Well, now you've got yourself in a situation where Dallas Goddard is basically unstartable, but Sam Laporte is a top five tight end. So while it may have seemed like a waste to draft a, draft a second tight end, you're drafting a second tight end, you're drafting a second quarterback only on the idea that they might have the upside. You're not drafting two right, right, Dallas Goddard's right. or two Tyler Higbees. You know, you're not drafting two Matthew Staffords. You're drafting one guy that has the potential to be a top five player at their position. That's exactly how you do it, man. And uh, that's why we do our yin and yang. I do my yin and yang rankings all year long 
because for for tight end because with wide receiver and running back you're just going to roster a bunch of them with tight end i like to let people know that we've separated all year standalone if you have this guy you don't need another right and now dallas goddard and george kittle are guys where if i have those guys i'm rostering too i just want to say shout out to the chat chris rod chaka uh hal and we see you guys we're going to get to questions today luckily we got a few bye weeks, so not as big of a slate. So we definitely have time to get some questions in. John, do you want to start with some games or clear the slate on some questions? Yeah, first? let's clear the slate on some yeah. questions here. Uh, I'll pop them up, and as new ones come in, they'll also display here uh, on the on the screen as well. Uh, Jake saying a typo. Jake Elliott or Chris saying a typo. Someone landed Jake Elliott for twenty seven dollars. That's a definitely Hilarious. unfortunate. That's why I always say double check your fab bids uh, before you go to sleep at night. Uh, don't want that to happen here. Uh, our guy Rod wants to know, would you stream Howell or Stafford this week? He's got Herbert on the bye. Howell with the uh, Thursday night football matchup against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Stafford here, the Rams are facing, is it Philly this week? Yeah. I, I want to say. No, it's not. It's no? Uh, the Rams playing this week. The Rams uh, are playing. Oh, you know, it's Philly. Philly. Yeah, playing Philly this week. I'm going Howell against Chicago this week. I, I, I still have Stafford ranked ahead. I mean, dude, Stafford has been making some crazy throws but i could see going the I, turnovers are my wary with stafford thing with the rams is they've been playing so well that they're not even big dogs in this game it's mm-hmm. 50 point over under and they're only four point dogs i think i still kind of like stafford there. yeah for me it's it's the defensive matchups here you can certainly attack i like higby this week i know you hate higby most weeks but tight ends continually find success against yeah. the eagles secondary here I mean, is Pookie yeah, Nakua going to go on Bradbury or, or Slay this week and have the same success? He's had Tutu Atwell going to find the same. I worry a little bit about that. Plus, I mean, we saw Matt Stafford get absolutely beat up against the Bengals' pass rush. What's he going to do against the Eagles' pass rush with their offensive line trouble? So I worry about Stafford this week in that matchup. I like Higby for DFS. Um, I would go Howell this week personally. Yeah, I think, and especially since you have Herbert, it's only a, you don't, it doesn't even matter the rest of the season. It's just a one week matchup. Go Howell. Just yeah, gonna, yeah, because you're going to probably drop him anyway. The so. Bears are so bad defensively. I can't imagine this being a week where Sam Howell doesn't find success either with his own legs, running in a touchdown, uh, or or throwing a couple. So I'm in on Howell this week. Won't hear me say that many times this season. Uh, Chaki here. What's our equal value to Kyron Williams? I mean, these are such such tough questions because the equal to value to Kyron Williams depends on the team that you're trying to trade with. What is the play the team you're trying to trade with value? Kyron Williams at and what kind of wide receiver are you trying to get to? So, you know, Kyron Williams right now is what a top 10 fantasy yeah. running back, but he's not going to likely he's top, like f- he's top five, right top now. five. Yeah. Like, depending on the format. I mean, I think yeah. he's top five in every format actually. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like, what he's like RB three in PPR. It's almost like to find an equivalent value. You need to go and look for like a guy that, is a kind of so kind of feels like a fraud to a certain degree or doesn't have name value like honestly if Kyron Williams is RB3 I mean Puka Nakua is wide receiver four and we sit here with both of them and say is this real is this not real right you know what I mean it's like Nico Collins would be a good example trade, somebody I say would you trade Kyron Williams and hope that like maybe a Chris Alave manager is tired of like a slow start you know like and yeah. Maybe they take the running back. I mean, I don't know. Well, those are those are your two options. Your, your two options are go for a name brand player you believe is underperforming, or go for a guy that is is not a name brand and is is overperforming. Which right. Kyron Williams fits that. So if you want a one for one, I think like a Nico Collins would be. I sure. mean, Nico Collins is a perfect example. But yeah, you're right. A guy like Chris Olave is bounce back candidate. Where he's right now, he's like wide receiver twenty eight. But with those, you almost have to 
you know, you almost have to, you have to understand that there's a chance that this guy just keeps performing <laughs> at the level he's at because Definitely. Michael Thomas looks good. Rashid he looks good. Alvin Kamara came back and got 13 catches. 13, dude. On the Sunday show, Coop, I told you, over our two and a half catches on Alvin Kamara was like one of my favorite props of the day. He had five on the first drive. So, you know, yeah. like pretty insane. So listen, again, tough question Chaka to ask because it really depends on the eye of the beholder here to Kyron Williams. But those are definitely some strategies. Send a few feelers out there. Let your league know that he's on the block and see what right. gets sent to you. That's also a good way to, to handle that there as well. Uh, George wants to know Kenneth Walker or JT for a trade. I don't know how you trade Kenneth Walker right now. Touchdown factory. Yeah, dude. Keep Kenneth Walker. What, what's your expectation for Jonathan Taylor coming back here? I mean, I'd rather Kenneth Walker uh, right. over JT right now. Um, again, without, without turning into this to a full Q&A here, uh, Rod wants to know PPR, uh, Brown, Waddle, Dubs, Palmer, RBs, or, or would you trade Monty for Ayuk? Um, no. No. I would not trade. Why would you trade the guy that might lead the league in rushing touchdowns? Javante is also banged up, man. Saquon's banged up. Javante's banged up. Bijan's a boss. But Monty is on, again, five touchdowns in three weeks. The Lions may very well have the NFL touchdown leader at running back once again. So. And yeah, good news for Romeo Dobbs this week. Uh, Christian Watson came back. He took most of his snaps away from Dontavian Wicks as we expected. He didn't play a full snap share. But the guy that did maintain a full snap share is Romeo Dobbs. Like he stayed on the outside, played his full snap share. Reed, Christian Watson, and Dontavian Wicks all kind of mixed and matched. And I think at the end of the day, what you can have is Dubs on the outside, Watson on the outside, and Jade and Reed kind of playing that partial snap share. So you got good news for Dubs this week. You got good news for Palmer this week. I don't think you need to go crazy trading for a wide receiver. I agree. Um, Hal wants to know, is it crazy to start a positional guy over Danny Dimes this week? 12 team of Superflex. Um, the Giants are in Miami this weekend here. Yeah. I was, I can't imagine they're going to be as bad as they were last week, but they also just haven't looked all that great. Always so, depends on the, who the player is. Hal, let us know what the player is, but I think yeah. it's still Dimes, man. I agree. The, the Russian guy, very high he still player. ran for like 60 yards last week. Right. Uh, Fields are Stroud this week. Stroud's uh, home against... Who the, who the Texans got home against Fal? No, sorry, on the road against Atlanta. Uh, field like on the road against Washington. Where are you thinking here? I'm thinking I'm still starting fields. Uh, Stroud has been good, but there's a couple things for Stroud. One, the narrative has worked heavily in, in their favor. They're attempting more passes than any other team. There will be a lot of those games, but this game isn't really – the Falcons really know how to slow it down. And the Falcons' defense is actually pretty good. I think Nico Collins is going to have a little trouble with A.J. Terrell. Jesse Bates, John, best acquisition, best defensive acquisition this offseason, maybe? So far. I mean, listen, Besides what, the draft picks? I mean, best free we, agent, I think, for sure. Yeah, what did we talk about with Atlanta? They went all in defensive during free agency because they knew offense. They knew what they were doing with their first-round pick. They took B. John Robinson, so right. uh, they were ready to go. Yeah, listen, I, I think Fields uh, showed some good stuff last week. I would run that out there for sure. And then we got a trade offer, Connor, Amari, Terry for Barkley, uh, no, I'd rather keep Connor Amari. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Keep Perry. what you have. Yeah, I don't need to do that. Amari has been when when healthy. Amari has used his u- utilization in terms of average depth of target, first read looks. It on the scatter plot of all the first reads and the and the air yards and everything. He's like right there with like Devonte Adams and all the elite guys. He's being used like a high end elite wide receiver. It just it's gonna it's gonna connect more more often. Yep. Uh, Downs, Rice, Mims are high at this week. I actually think Rice against Minnesota is in a pretty good spot here. Yeah, they're everything coming out of that team is 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 positive on Rice. 
Yep, I'm going to agree with you here. We'll get a couple more questions. We'll break into our game breakdowns here. Uh, another trade question. Would you trade Adams and Hall for Devonta and Pollard? Uh, no, I would keep Adams and Hall. They just said Brees Hall no longer has a snap count. Right. And Devontae Adams has still been really good. Excellent. So I don't Excellent. think I'm going to do that deal. Yeah. Uh, Najee or Dimes was his super flex question. Najee Harris looked good last week, but um, maybe Trubisky helps that offense a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, no, I just I'm starting Danny Dimes. Yeah, uh, people grab Denzel Mims over Marvin Mims. Yeah, maybe a couple. Uh, and then uh, trade Q. Why are so many people grabbing Marvin Mims? He's, he still played 17 snaps. I mean, uh, did somebody come out like and say the they like the upside? Sickos. He's he's a he's a stash guy though. He's he a stash. He's a stash guy, but it's like, why go crazy to grab him? I mean, there, I, and there's so many options this week. There's Jamison Williams out there as a stash guy. Yeah. I like Michael Wilson as a guy you can start right now. I mean, yeah, there's just yeah, so yeah. many so many Great options. Each for Michael Wilson DFS price wise, give me super chalk. Uh, last question here before we dump into some some breakdowns. Uh, got offered Cup for Henry. Uh, again, I don't trade for injured players, so I don't. I'm not going to trade for Cup. I I don't know. What do you think here? In redraft. I mean, I don't know. Are you four and zero? Because if you have any losses at all, it's hard to trade for. You also have good wide receivers: Alave, Cooper, um, Nico, and Pittman. Like in one in one dynasty league, where I'm four and zero, I traded for Cooper Cup. I traded my first round pick for him, just basically saying, "Hey, you know what? That first round pick's not going to help you win this year, and I want to win." If you start three running, if you start two running backs and a flex, I'd rather start all three of those running backs each week. So yeah, I don't. Who are you going to put on the bench? Michael Pittman. Yeah, Nico Collins. I mean, yeah. like those your team's all I think your team is actually perfectly balanced right now. Yeah. Uh last question here. Do I trade Amari Cooper for Brees Hall on a full PPR? Tell us who your wide receivers are. Tell us who you're running. Tell back us what are. you got. Yeah. I'm gonna keep Amari Cooper probably though. Yeah, Brees look good. If they're not gonna look good. Um, we could have thing. All right, first game breakdown here, guys. We see your questions. Promise you we will Keep answer them, them as we move our way through, but we gotta get through these game breakdowns. If you want a question, here. if you want a question answered right away. Then ask it while we're talking about that game. Like if, right. if we could say, hey, we're going to talk about Bears and Commanders right now, and you throw a Bears Commanders question in the chat. Hey, wait. Ethan Baderman right here. Jets, Commanders, Raiders, Packers defense this week. We're talking Chicago, Washington. Would you pl- play the Commanders defense against the Bears this week, Coop? I literally just did my, I did so many rankings yesterday. I ranked every position. <laughs> I, ju- I just ranked the, uh, the defenses yesterday, and I forgot what order. You have Jets versus Denver. You have the Commanders versus the Bears. You have the Raiders this week against Green Bay, and then the Packers against the Raiders. I'm just gonna pull it up because I sat down and thought about it for like an hour and a half yesterday, and it's just I don't remember what I where I, what I came to. Uh, I have Commanders as the as my number two defense this week against the Bears. So yeah. that's a pretty easy answer, right there. So then the, does that answer Fernando's question here? Playing Howell or Fields? I'm still playing. I'm still playing fields. I just like uh, Justin Fields. The thing about predicting defenses that I look at, I look mm-hmm. at it and they say, you know, what, what generates points for defenses? It's I say like, you know, tracks turnovers and try. Yeah. So it's like, I fact, I factor in the over under, obviously, you know, the, you know, that, but it's sacks and turnovers, right. It's like Justin Fields is looking for sacks and so is Chase Young. So uh, that's why I got him so high there. I think it's a very high ceiling a high, it's a very high ceiling play, and it's it's got a pretty good floor. Like Justin Fields will take a sack at some point. He will, and he's definitely turnover prone, so that's fine. Right. Uh, so we'll go Fields uh, there, Fernando, and uh, Ethan will playing the Commanders defense. I know it's a little uh, opposite of the advice there, but uh, upside play, I think for sure here in in DFS, I still like Howell a little bit. Uh, Jacksonville Buffalo play the uh, the game this week in London. 
Uh, Buffalo's a five and a half point favorite here. It's a 48 and a half game total. Uh, we saw Buffalo just annihilate the Miami Dolphins last week. Jacksonville still doesn't look great. They, they're, you know, they beat, they beat Atlanta, but Desmond Ritter really beat Atlanta. I don't, I don't think Jacksonville did a ton to help themselves here. Uh, this feels like Buffalo could win in a route. Right. Well, the thing is, I got to give a little, at least a little something. I know these are professionals. They know how to travel, but Jacksonville's been out there getting mm-hmm. acclimated for a full week now. So they, at least they got that on their side. There is, no matter what anyone says, there is a home field advantage to a certain degree for the Jaguars playing in London. Right? Even like, though they're classified as the road team this week. They are classified as the road team, but this is a, this is a bit of a home game. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, so I, 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 I wouldn't bet the bills to cover the spread. I think the bills do win, but, but that's not where I'm going. Uh, as far as fantasy goes, for the first time, yeah, I mean, it's like you know you're starting. You know, you, you know you're starting Diggs. You know you're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Ridley. I mean, Travis Etienne's been awesome. Uh, Travis Etienne's like top five back rest of season, John. Ranking wise, kind of hard to argue against it. Top five back rest of season. Uh, top ten for sure, possibly top five. Yeah, maybe he needs to start scoring more touchdowns. Usage is yeah, that's true. But like his, he's getting like every snap, dude. Very yeah. I, I mean, he can play. I mean, so does Najee. No, Najee Harris doesn't. But the bad example. But like, you know, he needs to score. If he's not going to score touchdowns, then he's not going to be a top ten back. That's just not going to work. He can be there in in snap counts and in volume, but touchdowns matter here. He's just not scoring enough for me. We got Schwartz in chat. I'm playing him this week in our league. Uh, we're both three and one, so this is a big. How did, yeah? Who gave you that loss last week, Coop? Where's I? Who gave you that last last uh, You week? did, John. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You actually moved me down to fifth. This You're league there. is like ruthless, dude. It is ruthless. I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, maybe. Again, I, I need more touchdowns out of ATN. Yeah. Um, and I just like that offense to flow better. Christian Kirk's been amazing, but, you know, are we going to eventually see Zay Jones come back and then that, you know, mess with the Kirk value yes. here? I think we will. I mean, it's like everyone, all these guys have a good floor, but the ceiling, it, it's kind of tough for anyone to really go out and get like, a 12 target game when they, they just have enough weapons, you know, it's like uh, Evan Engram, very safe, but what would it take to, for, Eng, for them to just throw Engram, just have him like, he's not going to have like a Darren wall or 18 right. target game or anything like that, you know? So he's just a very safe, very solid player. And you start him every week. That's what a lot of those guys are. I've seen uh, a lot of Kincaid questions pop in chat here. Could go on. Yeah. So Kincaid. Yeah. So the thing is Kincaid's still tough to start. I'm holding on to Kincaid everywhere, especially because this week quietly, uh, was a good week for him. He first time this year he played more snaps than Dawson Knox. He ran 23 routes to 15 for Knox, and the 23 routes for Kincaid actually tied Gabe Davis for second behind only Stephon Diggs. So uh, I know it was kind of a weird game, but uh, in you know Dawson Knox just straight up had the best usage he's had so far. So I'm holding on to him, just hoping that they they let him loose at some point. And uh, and you got to remember that. I think Sam Laporta kind of heard expectations here with a lot of these rookies. Like, look at Amon Rossi Brown. His rookie year, he didn't do a damn thing until his usage changed and the trust changed week 11. And that, that's when it changed week 11. And then he really didn't pop until week 13. And then week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, he went right. crazy. But everyone likes to think like, oh, yeah, he was just some break, crazy breakout rookie. He didn't break out for a long time. Odell Beckham Jr. was hurt. He came back, didn't really do much for a little bit. Mike Evans didn't. You know, it's like – uh, they, sometimes these guys don't break out right away. So I'm still, I'm not, I have not dropped Kincaid in a single spot where I have him. All right. Um, next game here. Oh, we have a Camaro for ETN trade. I would take Camaro. Yes, for sure. Um, he just got 14 targets his first game. Yeah. 
Uh, Houston versus Atlanta here. Listen, you you talk about lag. In the past, teams that have played in London had a bye week. Now Atlanta's playing the very yeah. next week. Now here. it's that's, just part of the schedule, man. This is kind of why I like Houston this week here as a potential upset because could see some of that, that lag from these guys coming back from London here. Um, I do like Stroud. I, I wish their running game would get a little bit more going. They're still really struggling on the offensive line there, but – um, you know, I kind of like Houston here with the plus two if I had to pick one. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the Falcons' defense is so good. I, I, I think Houston could easily pull this one out. I, I like the under on this game. I yeah. think people, the hype yeah. has gotten a little crazy on on. I'll Chief. say this: Riz, Ritter's troubles throwing the football in Houston's pass defense, which seems, I guess, legitimate. Pretty good, yeah. But Houston cannot stop the run for the life of them, and Bijan Robinson's got over 100 yards rushing right. in two of the last three weeks, so. Uh, Bijan is a core DFS play for me this week. I would, I'm betting I've already bet the over on his rushing props, which have been out there on the books. I've seen it at 72 and a half, I've seen it at 75 and a half. I think we're getting a hundred yard game out of Bijan Robinson this week against Houston. Yeah, that's why I like the under, man. I think it's why I like the under. It's like good pass defenses for both teams. Uh, and, you know, Stroud has looked good, Ritter's look terrible. So, yeah, I could see I could see the Texans pulling this one out in a tough one. But, yeah, the under is where I'm going on this. And it's like, you know, you you're, can't go away from Deco Collins, but I don't expect him to have a monster week just because he's going to be he's going to be a key of A.J. Terrell. And A.J. Terrell has pretty much taken away like he, he held Josh Reynolds to zero. He, he focuses on the outside guy, which yeah. is Nico. So Josh Reynolds held to a zero. Calvin Ridley was able to score, but he only let up 40 yards in that game aj trail and that's the most he's let up all year most of these yeah. other games he's letting up like 19 yards so just be careful with nico collins but at this point you can almost can't go away from the way he's playing yeah uh, i agree with you yeah on the other side it's like you know pits it everyone always says it but it's true i look at my spreadsheet and where i have all the metrics for all these players for the tight ends and it is just green across the board for kyle yeah. pitts when you look at the behind the scenes metrics if they change the quarterback house says it right here i've tweeted it like a half a dozen times now coop right if they ever put Tyler Haneke in as the quarterback here, that that offense is going to change. Heineke can throw the ball for sure better than Ritter can. The other issue is that the offense, you know, Arthur Smith just doesn't want to run that kind of offense. You know, if they wanted them to throw the football more, they they could have Ritter throw the football more. They just they want to run. They just want to run the ball. But I think Heineke being in would take away a little bit of what they maybe their their current offensive sets were, and they they might find themselves spreading it a, a little bit more I, I just if they have another week like they have last week they can't continue to play Ritter here. exactly and it's like and the other thing is that uh Arthur Smith came out and said that uh you know Kyle Pitts had the knee injury last year he had surgery on the MCL he says he's not 100 yet so that the combination of those it makes it tough to start Pitts whenever Ritter's a quarterback but he's a guy I'm not dropping because what happens when the knee gets right and they have a new quarterback I mean could be a totally different player with upside that just goes well beyond so many other guys like Tyler Higby is always going to be Tyler Higby. And we've seen Tyler Higby with no Cooper Cup. We've seen Tyler Higby with nobody else, and he's just okay. Like Tyler Higby's he's been never pretty good with a guy that is breaking records right now, though. So right. you know, he's been a, fine. He's, he's been, been yeah. fine. For for all fine for tight ends, though, is also a very wide range. So there's only uh, some good things here. Uh, Jack wants to know Laporta over Kittle. Yes, we're doing Laporta over Kittle. Um, after Firefighter has an, a trade because Nico Collins and Dallas defense is what he gives up. He's getting back Joe Burrow and Jerry Judy. I mean, I don't know what your quarterback situation and wide receiver situation look like. Right now, Nico is better than Judy. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a long-term 
uh, play there, Coop? What do you think? I don't know. Anytime I can trade a defense, I do it. Like, yeah. I mean, who the hell's trading for a defense? Dallas's defense, though? I mean, Dallas's defense has put up some big numbers. Yeah, they're good. But, I mean, like, this week they get the 49ers. Let's see how good they are. A couple of years ago, I won a league because I had the Patriots defense and they had, what, eight touchdowns that year? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I did that once with the Bears defense. Yeah. So they're, I mean, those things are legit. They can, they can certainly be a difference maker. Firefighter one, thanks for being in from uh, Twitch. We love, we love the yeah, Twitch, yeah, gang. Twitch gang. Oh, yeah. For, uh, uh, Twitch being, gang glasses. Being in here. Yeah. Year uh, I, one year I won with the Bears because their defense was incredible and they also just, they had um, like Devin Hester. Devin Hester <laughs> like, running back kicks too. Yeah, so they actually scored an insane number of fantasy points. Yeah. 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 Uh, I agree with you there as well. All right. Next game here, uh, Carol. Carolina, Detroit, uh, Detroit giving nine and a half points to the Carolina Panthers, which feels like a lot of yeah. points here to give up to the Carolina Panthers. Um, this feels like a green light game for David Montgomery, though. We, we you know, hot, kudos Howard Bender. He said Minnesota passing offense was going to have some struggles against Carolina. Justin Jefferson still got his, but on a hold, that passing offense did nothing. Uh, Alexander Madison ran for 90 yards on the ground. Even Cam Akers averaged like five and a half yards per carry. If you're going to tell me that David Montgomery caught a 35 carry, 120 game, 120 yard game against Green Bay isn't going to just run all over Carolina this week, then I don't know. Uh, to me, that's that's the the easy play of the week for me. Yeah, and uh, I saw an interesting video before this. Uh, it was Austin Eckler. He does the rounds with the fantasy football stuff, and he's talking. He was talking to Matt Harmon, and Matt Harmon asked him, he was like, "Why is Jameer Gibbs not playing more?" And Austin Eckler said that he watches the tape. He, he's seen everything that they do in there. And his explanation was that he's still not – he looks explosive. He's clearly physically talented. But basically the, the short and sweet was that uh, they run so many counters and zone reads that David Montgomery actually, like, squares his shoulders. He sets it up. Like, he brings the defense one way and sets up the cutback. And he said that Jameer Gibbs, that's part of his game he needs to learn right now and that he's not – like, so when they're calling, they want to run a counter or they want to run a zone read – they're going to use the guy that that can set it up. And the equivalent to that is for people that are not really understanding the the uh, what that might look like. Just imagine if you had two quarterbacks and you call play action and one of them doesn't even fake the handoff. He just kind of runs and, and goes goes right to the the play. And when the other guy takes his time, really sells the fake and sets up the play, that's what they're talking about is that some guys just run right to the hole and other guys recognize and kind of set up the defense and then cut back to the hole. And he basically said that David Montgomery right now is one of the best in the league at doing it, and he looks amazing doing it. So that's yeah. why Monty's getting more work. Uh, Chris, you see here, Thielen over Flowers and McLaurin this week. Uh, listen, a ton of targets again for Adam Thielen last week. Tore up his former team. Uh, Detroit secondary is okay. I mean, not they, you know their defense has been pretty good for, over the course of this season, but more so, you can't really run on Detroit. You can throw a little bit against them, but McLaurin gets Chicago, which I love that matchup for him this week. Uh, Flowers is drawing Pittsburgh. Where do you have them ranked here, Coop? Yeah, so is this full PPR, Chris? Because Flowers is – I have him – some players, like obviously like Devontae Adams is ranked the same in all my formats because he's good in every format, but Flowers is like a five-yard dot guy. So he's ranked higher for me in full PPR than he is in other formats. So I got to actually with that one, I got to know what the format is. Do you have McLaurin ahead of those guys at all or, or below? I think I have McLaurin ahead of, I think I have McLaurin ahead of Thielen regardless. So I, I might just be Flowers and it's full PPR. I think I would probably just go Flowers and McLaurin. What do you think, John? Do you think Thielen and Flowers? Um. I might lean feeling over flowers here. The, the, you can't argue with that target volume for him right now. 
Um, and you definitely have to play McLaurin versus Chicago, in my opinion. I think this is a this is a the the a home run matchup for McLaurin this week uh, for me. And then it's your preference of Thielen or Flowers. I lean Thielen. It's just getting t- too many targets um, in that offense. Um, I do have. I do have McLaurin or ranked ahead of Thielen, but just by like a couple spots. Yeah, I, for me, it's the it's Thielen and McLaurin for me here, Chris. Again, I like Flowers the long term. I don't know if this is the spot I want to go given the matchups the other two have this week for me personally. Cool, there it is. Uh, Terrace Marshall got a lot of targets last week. I'm not doing anything with Terrace Marshall. Yeah, yeah, we got to we've yet to see one game with all four of the wide receivers in there. That's what I want to yeah, see. Mingo hurt again last week, right? So. Mingo hurt again. Thielen has, is the one that's consistently played every snap in every game. So we know he's locked in there. The question is, and Terrace Marshall is the one we've seen take a partial snap share at times. So I think he's a partial guy. The question is, are DJ Chark and Mingo going to play full snap shares or is only one of them going to play and the other one's going to split with Marshall? Hopefully we get an answer on that soon because down the stretch, you don't want to be banking on a guy. And then all of a sudden it turns out that when everyone's healthy, he's not the guy you thought it was. Here's an interesting trade here, Coop. Uh, Would you trade Phelan for Debo Samuel? Yeah, I would take Debo. <laughs> you take Debo for sure here, but obviously, uh, we nobody, I don't think, or or maybe Coop did. You were high on Thielen coming into the year, but the target share that he yeah, has. I was well, I was high on Thielen and Michael Thomas because you know we knew that they were capable of big targets. But both guys, they're clearly not the guys they once were. They're not going to break off like massive touchdowns. You know, right. the ceiling is a little capped for both players compared to like a Debo. I think I still take hundred percent. I like Debo. I'd do that deal. Uh, Tennessee Indy here, Colts plus one, 42 and a half total. Tennessee, again, gave up 300 yards passing. Uh, Joe Burrow just wasn't able to do anything with it. Uh, but that pass defense continues to be abysmal. On the other hand, you have Anthony Richardson, who completed just 44% of his passes last week, but still managed 30 fantasy points. So, uh, Coop, talk to me about this Colts-Titans matchup. This is, John, this is the floor that you always talk about with the Russian QBs, where we say – you know, everyone talks about the ceiling, but the floor is what makes them so, so valuable is that Anthony Richardson, if you run, it doesn't matter how you throw. If you run for 40 yards and a touchdown, that's 10 points, right? Like then the rest is just gravy. So got to love Anthony Richardson right now. It's hard not to, it's almost impossible to rank just like fields last year. It's almost impossible to rank more than five or six quarterbacks ahead of him. It's just, he's got to be somewhere in your top 10. Uh, so yeah, Richardson's locked in. Michael Pittman's playing every snap. Josh Downs is to me, I'm hoping it flips at some point. He plays more snaps than Alec Pierce, but right now Alec Pierce is playing more, but Josh Downs has looked like the better player. And I'm also stashing Jelani Woods. So hanging on to a little Jelani wherever I can, he's not going to get activated this week. So if you've been stashing him in the IR, you don't have to take him out yet. Uh, so I've I've got Jelani stashed a little bit. It is kind of concerning that he's not ready to go though, off four weeks. Um, so uh, on the Titans side, yikes, right, John? It's like you start Derrick Henry and then that's it. I'm kicking myself because I actually had Nick Westbrook Akine in a lineup last week for DFS, and I, I made some pivots, and he ended up not making the final cut here, and he ended up scoring. Uh, I mean, listen, if if no trail on Burks again this week, I would – I mean, we're not talking DFS. I guess we're talking seasonal. You're not going to play Nick Westbrook Akine in a seasonal, but – I would give another DFS dart throw on Westbrook Akine yeah. um, if if we see the same thing happen. Because, again, the Colts' defense, not that great. Uh, Derrick Henry's a big green line. You play him for sure. But, no, I'm not doing much else in this offense. Even, like, Gary Hopkins doesn't feel playable at this point. Well, you know, so. Hopkins is clearly not hurt because uh, – sorry, he's clearly not healthy. It's the ankle because this is actually the uh, third game in a row now that Nick Westbrook – actually, honestly, it looks like – 
Now, third game in a row that Nick Westbrook-Akine has led this team in snaps. Yeah. So he's out there. Like so for at he's least for DFS. Too. He's just not getting enough right. offense for me to like consider him weekly. But in DFS, I don't mind the dart in the right matchup. Um, cold side, I mean, what do you make of Jonathan Taylor getting uh the practice window open? Do we see him sooner rather than later here? I'm hoping so. And and the thing is the you know, the 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 co the owner, the the front office is where the problems are. It sounds like from the conversations with the coach is that the coach is on kind of taking the, the player side on this one, which is great for fantasy football because he's like, yeah, I talked to him. He's excited to play. He's excited to get back with his teammates. His teammates are excited to have him back. So it sounds like if he wants to play, it's going to be, he's going to be open with welcome arms down at field level. The problems yeah. are up in the box and that's fine with me. We are if four if you, Sundays you, away from the NFL trade deadline. So yeah, uh, I don't, be, uh, if the problems are in the box, I don't care. Here. Yeah. It could be showcasing a little bit. As long as, as long as the coach isn't taking the GM and owner side and doing some weird stuff, which it doesn't sound like he is, then I'm not going to discount him because of contract issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else on this one? No. Okay. Here. You can drop Chig. He just he, even yeah. if he's not going to do anything with Burks out, then he's not going to do anything right now. It's the offense is just not conducive to to big plays really. Giants on the road in Miami. Miami is the 11 point favorite. It's a 40 and a half game total here. I wrote up the QB coach. Uh, in this one here, uh, mentioned we could see a case of the Miami flu uh, this week hitting the Giants. You're uh, you're an Owen or you're a one in three team coming off the worst loss ever. You're going to go down to South Beach and maybe you enjoy your Saturday night a little bit more, knowing you probably don't have a chance of beating Miami on Sunday. The Miami flu glasses, look out! Uh, they are. There we go. And never discount the Miami flu. It's a real thing. Get nice weather. You go over to the Clevelander, especially as it gets colder and teams are, you know, especially when it's the winter and you're losing by a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Time to head over. Yeah, to Miami's a lot of people survivor picks this week. I, I believe it. Uh, I believe that Miami's yeah. going to be a popular survivor play this All week right. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like this game, you need the Giants to be competitive for Tua to be worth it in DFS, John. I know you had Tua as a DFS fade last week. Is, yeah. is he kind of a. He, maybe not, not maybe not a fade but he's not a pick in my top tier this week um he was a fade last week for me because i didn't like them going to buffalo and facing that defense that obviously worked out this week i think he goes back home and i think miami uh you know maybe feels a little embarrassed about what just happened to them in buffalo and they come out firing here the one wild card is that Devin a chain keeps scoring touchdowns so right. like from everywhere from everywhere so like if he catches the touchdown great great for Tua. but if he's gonna run a 35 yard touchdown again because the man just is it keeps on keeping on the way he's running the football, then that's going to take away from this passing offense. But I think we see McDaniel. I mean, we just saw Drew Locke and, and Geno Smith have success throwing the football here against the Giants. I think we're going to see McDaniels get to a going here this week, and you'll get that Miami passing attack back on, on track here. Yeah, the guy, I mean, like the, the craziest part is he also had another long touchdown in that Broncos game that was called back on a meaningless hold. Like this yeah. guy is just, he doesn't miss. So, yeah, I mean, Waller, this on paper should be a good matchup for Waller. I'm not dropping him. And honestly, I do have a league where I already looked around and said, hey, you know, I'm, it's 14-team league. I'm just starting him. The Dolphins have been one of the worst teams versus a tight end going back to, to last year. They were bottom three team. This year, they're once again uh, letting tight ends get work done. So I'm still I'm still going to roll Waller out there in this matchup, but I really can't trust anybody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. Nobody – <laughs> Can we please play Jalen Hyatt a little bit more? Just, well, just, just see. They, they moved him up a little, but not as, not see. enough. Yeah. Um, I, they used a lot of uh, Hyatt and Wandale last week. Yeah, dude. Well, last I mean, year, Waller DFS this week. He's like thirty four hundred dollars, or, or no, I think he's three thousand dollars on FanDuel DraftKings rather. 
Um, I got some Wanda Robinson in PPR this week. Go back and go back and watch the last point on Waller. Go back and watch the point, the pick six from last week, and find where Waller is. He's standing in the corner of the end zone, wide open. Of course he is. I mean, to be fair, he had zero time, Daniel Jones, to no. like read the read the field. Um, I love that that video of a Neil blocking Waller out of the way, allowing for a pass rusher just to like come up. Uh, and uh, blocking and, another one of his teammates. Yeah, this is how crazy it's been for 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 Daniel Jones. Is that he on twenty percent of his pass plays, twenty percent of the times when they call a pass play, he doesn't have enough time for it to actually result in a pass attempt. So he's either getting sacked, which he's been sacked twenty two times. He's throwing the ball away. He has to scramble. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. so on twenty over twenty percent, it's not. So it's not even eighty. Over 20% of those plays, they call a pass play, and he doesn't even have time to even throw something that we would consider an attempt. Yeah, that was uh, the Mac Jones sack last week. The Dallas Cowboys had him under pressure in 50% of his dropbacks. Crazy. Michael Parsons had 10 hurries on a gimpy ankle. So, wow. uh, Speaking of the Patriots, New Orleans, New England. Uh, New England yeah. traded for J.C. Jackson this morning. Wow. Uh, New England is a one-point home favorite, over under 40 in this one. Uh, I am playing the, the Saints defense in DFS this week. I don't think New England is going to get – anything going here you can't run against new orleans that's been a a big thing for years now and we know the patriots can't throw the football so i don't know where new england's scoring in this game here uh i'm I'm going saints in this one and uh i saw some guy hit a wild no touchdown parlay coop i don't know if you saw that get tweeted out yeah he did like pick five teams and not score touchdown last week or four teams and not score touchdown it came through it would not shock me if New England doesn't score touchdown this week that's crazy behavior though uh, oh yeah, wild, wild, total wild card. It was like a ten dollar bet to win a thousand, and it came through. So I saw another one like weird bet like that that actually makes a lot of sense. But somebody was able to bet like a huge parlay that every opening kickoff in every game would be a touchback, and I think it hit, which is just like a ridiculous bet. Okay. But hey, you know what are you gonna Get do? Your money, right? Yeah. If it works, it ain't stupid. Uh, uh, so I'll tell you with the the interesting thing with the JC Jackson, you know. Bill Belichick clearly refuses to tank. Like he's playing for keeps. But I will say, if you really do look at the whole JC Jackson saga, he was undrafted free agent. So he cost the Patriots nothing. He would became an all pro. And then he they let him walk and they got a fourth round comp pick when he walked. And then they just got him back for a pick swap. For a million dollars. Because right. the Chargers are eating all of the contract. Which is insanity, dude. So like, I mean, from a GM standpoint, there's a there's a lot of checkers there. The thing is, it's like Patriots, at this point, I really just want them to try, like, just lose. Lose and try and get Drake May or Caleb Williams or whatever you can do because, I don't know. It's hard to trust Mac Jones, man. Yeah, and you know what? I don't even know how much of it is Mac Jones or if it is uh, Is it for – I mean, again, we know the offensive line is bad. He doesn't have offensive talent either. We're waiting for Tyquan Thornton to come off IR and maybe help spread that offense a little bit more. But I don't think he's the, the answer – uh, Twitch glasses in chat. He wants he wants to see the Twitch glasses. Brad McCoy here. Coin those deal. I uh, traded JT for D Hop for Iuke. Traded JT and D Hop for Iuke. I was one in three, so I think he wants to take the risk on him and start Purdy or Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, so I don't know. I think you gave up a lot for Iuke, but. Jonathan Taylor for Ayuk is basically the deal again. I don't think D Hop is D Hop's not really doing much yet. I guess I guess that's fair. JT for Ayuk is is a fair trade, and then I'm starting Trevor Lawrence still. 
I'm starting Trevor Lawrence even against the Bills. I'm just hoping that they that that game has some shootout potential. I Purdy versus the Cowboys that doesn't sound. I kind of well, I kind of like Purdy. I do. I think that I like him as a player, but against the Cowboys, I think the offensive line for Dallas for San Francisco keeps him protected. I mean. Chris McCaffrey did run in for three touchdowns. So, I mean, yeah, I guess – well, I'll – okay. I'll backtrack what I'm saying here. I think that Jackson will play from behind in this game against Buffalo, so Lawrence is going to be forced to throw more. Right. So, it's like, um, you know, if you – I guess maybe even look at your matchup because, like, Purdy's obviously the safe play. Right. And then Lawrence is the high-risk, high-reward play. But yeah. the Jaguars, I mean, it's been ugly at times for the Jaguars. And we did miss a trade in here. Kyron, Kyron for Jacobs and Pacheco for yeah, – He I, traded Kyron for Jacobs and Pacheco for Reese Hall already. Uh, so he got Brees Hall and Jacobs for Kyron and Pacheco. That's, That's amazing. Both of those That's amazing trades. Big, big win for yeah. you there, sir. Chris uh, Allen, the guy that you yeah. gave you Brees needs to take a long walk. He needs to go jump in a lake, dude. Yeah, I would agree with you. All right, next game here, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh getting four, 30-and-a-half game total. Uh, might have Pickett, might have Trubisky. Uh, not really sure I love this Pittsburgh side of this game. Anyways, no. other side of the matchup here, Lamar Jackson is – uh, running the football again. He was supposed to be throwing in this spread offense, and yet he's running the football a lot. So um, thoughts on Andrews, Flowers, Lamar. Is anybody in Pittsburgh playable this week? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, because no, no Friar, no Friar Muth. Like, I guess you could use George Pickens where you have to, but if it's Trubisky, I don't even know, dude. Pickens is no, yeah, a wide receiver three or a flex. That's yeah. it. So if I'm, you have to, right. And then on the Ravens side, you're starting to say flowers. Gus Edwards got good usage. So he's definitely a flex consideration. If you have, yeah. you know, if you have guys on bye week, uh, then, then throw them in there, you know, but yeah, uh, not a great spot, but Mark they, Andrews, you start off. Yeah. And, and right. I mean, dude, that touchdown that Andrews had was ridiculous. Yeah. Jumped over like three defenders at the high point and, and got the touchdown. And so. For those that, that thinking the football hasn't been that good, so far this year, you're kind of right. I saw a couple studies. One that said that we've had some of the lowest over-unders just coming in to games like that we've had in a long time. And another one said that we've had the most 20-plus point deficit uh, wins than we've seen since I think it was like 2007 or something, which is doesn't sound like that long ago, but that's a long time ago. So, like, there's a lot of blowouts so far. You know, it'll normalize to a certain degree. But, yeah, if you've been thinking the football has been weird this year, it has been weird, but it's also weird every year. Yeah, there was um, some comments made by coaching um, that basically they blame the offseason. The, the lack of allowed practice. Yeah, and can't practice anymore. They can't, they, yeah, they can't get these guys ready to play because they're not allowed to put on pads half the time. So, uh, you're catering to the catering to the players, and uh, yeah. now we're getting some bad football. It did seem like there were a few were off-season injuries, though. Knock on wood. I did That's I did funny. feel that way. Uh, Patrick here with a trade involving this game here. I got offered Cleo Herbert and Pickens for Lamar. Desperately need a running back. I lost Chubb. I have Richardson on my bench. So would you trade Lamar for Herbert and Pickens, knowing you have Richardson already? Yeah. I mean, uh, even though I, I don't, don't – I would try play. and get something else. Yeah, try and get somebody else. Can you but, upgrade over Pickens? I would keep Herbert, but if you can upgrade over Pickens, that's great. Uh, but Herbert for Lamar, I mean, again, it's hard to gauge really anything going up against a bad Denver defense, but Herbert was the guy last week. So if that offense has made any changes, then there's good there. But, um, you know, I'm not sure about Pickens there. But you definitely have an expendable Lamar. I'll say this all the time. If you're willing to trade Lamar to that guy, let the league know you're willing to trade Lamar Jackson and see what yeah. offers come to you. So Let the league know you're willing to trade either yeah. quarterback. Always let the league know that you're willing to make a deal because you never know what offers are going to come your way. Right. So. And even if you love Richardson, what you always do is pretend like Lamar is much more valuable and, kind of, and then you can use that leverage. Be like, 
Here's, you know, both got one of the, I got to trade one of these quarterbacks. I don't want to trade Lamar and just pump up the value on Lamar and then kind of use that leverage. Be like, oh, well, you know, I can't give you Lamar for that, but I'll give you Richardson. And then they'll be right. like, oh, why not? You know, like make them both available. Even if, even if Richardson is the guy you want to keep. Agreed. Uh, mainly Rob here wants to know CJ uh, Stroud or Dobbs since we already talked Stroud this week. Oh, mainly Rob in the Twitch gang, baby. Twitch, Twitch gang coming in. Hot, in man. Man. Love it. Love the Twitch uh, gang. I'm starting to see even I'm not as high as everyone else on CJ Stroud this week. I love CJ Stroud as much, if not more than everyone else in general. But I just I think people are underestimating the Falcons defense. They see that Falcons logo and they think bad, but it's not they're not bad anymore. They're good now. So I am still starting Stroud over Dobbs, but it is closer. I don't know, John. What do you think? You're the QB guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go Stroud this week. Still Stroud. I, I think the. Uh, I want to see what how Atlanta. And we'll see, but the Atlanta come back from lack here. Uh, Michael Gamer saying, just to let everybody know that the EAS alarm will go off on your cell phone. Oh yeah, good call. I gotta shut that off for. So if you're hanging with us for fantasy alarm, yeah. The fantasy alarm show after this from two to three. Make sure you have your phone shut off. Good yeah, dude. for whatever reason, they're going to have the universal uh, alarm yeah. ringing at two twenty there. So good call, Michael. Uh, thanks for the heads up for those All of right. you, especially when we're going to be live on air. It's going to be a little shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yeah. here. Uh, Cincy, Arizona. Talk, so talking about Arizona here. Arizona's getting three. They were getting five. Pe- money is pouring in on Arizona in this matchup. They've already Dobbs beat Dallas at home. Uh, it's Dobbs fever, but also Joe Burrow just looking like crap, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Arizona may actually win this one here, um, taking the three points for me. Right, and you can't. It's great. You can't. Uh, you can't bench Burrow. They had. They should have rested Burrow earlier, and now that you're one and three, you can't. And if it, I hate to say it, but if this whole thing Burrow playing through this injury culminates with the you know the worst outcome for a calf injury, which is Achilles or or, or an issue like that. That would just be tragic. So I would agree. I, I hope that Burrow is slowly getting healthy and that the doctors are really taking it and making sure, like, hey, this isn't just a guy that's saying I'm playing no matter what, that they've actually cleared him and they that the risk is minimal. But if they lose this week to go to one and four, I you have to think the team really starts looking long-term outlook here. And you could maybe see Burrow rested, sat something here because see Higgins. T. Higgins trade block right away, right? Yeah. Well, what's your what's your seasonal outlook now as a one in four Bengals team with teams ahead of you in your own division and then the conference itself? Um, wouldn't really make much sense. And if you do suck, you know, maybe you replace T. Higgins with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or something like that, right? You know, some, yeah. or some offensive line play. Howard Howard Bender said it best on our show uh, our show yesterday when he said this defense let both their starting safeties walk, and everyone's wondering why the defense is bad. Like yeah. they literally the, those two players, Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates played 97 and 98% of the snaps last season, one and two on that defense. The, the two defensive players that played the most gone. And yeah. Jesse Bates well, has been unbelievable. They assumed their offense would be able to keep pace. They didn't really yeah. anticipate their quarterback going down. We, we uh, Arizona players. side. I like Connor Marquise Brown's been really good. And Ertz is still getting a bunch of targets, man. So I think, yeah. it, I think it's an all systems go here for the Arizona offense this week. Believe it or not. No substitute for 10 targets, baby. No so, yeah. substitute. Marquise Brown's playing a lot of snaps. And honestly, for DFS purposes, like if they're going to give Marquis, if they're going to give Rondell Moore carries here or there, this could be a situation like the 2020 Panthers, where you have two real wide receivers and Curtis one Samuel. wide receiver that gets <laughs> one Curtis Samuel, and they were all top 24 wide receivers. I mean, these guys probably won't be, but from a weekly week to week standpoint, anybody can pop. I agree. Uh, Philly versus the Rams here. Rams are getting four at home again. I feel like this is going to be. Uh, 
I don't think LA is going to find the success they've had in the recent weeks here. I, I like the Eagles defense. I love pass rush is ridiculous. We know that their corners are good. They're still weak up the middle. We we loved Logan Thomas last week. He came through with the targets and catches again uh, for Washington. Tyler Higby, you know, is a focal point of this passing offense. Um, and the Eagles offense with Swift and the passing offense, A.J. Brown's been going off here. So, um, I don't know. To me, this feels like a game here where Philly is going to probably dominate more than the experts or Vegas is at least predicting. Yeah, it should be. I mean, the four is crazy. That's, I mean, how much, John, if Matthew Stafford were out for this game, what would that line go to? Plus 20? Like, he has just got this team on his back. He's making amazing throws, man. Like he is fully ready to rock. Like if this, if Cooper cup comes back this team, now we got to take them very seriously. You know what's, you know what's hilarious is that again, I'm obviously a, a card collector. Um, you love, love opening packs, baseball, basketball, football cards, you name it. Um, Puka Nakua isn't even in some of the sets of cards that were being released because nobody expected him to be anything. So, so like the latest NFL mosaic packs from Panini that came out, Puka Nakua doesn't have any cards in the yeah. set. Game. So like, you he know, sold, they sold out of his jerseys too, John. Yeah. He's, and, it's, yeah. it's wild. Um, just kind of where he came from as a, a, an unknown player or yeah. a, a dynasty known player, you know, what was he a fifth round pick right. um, to the fact that, you know, Panini wouldn't even consider him as a print player for their cards. <laughs> wow, uh, and now he's leading the league in, in catches, you know? Right. And you, uh, you, so, Last last thoughts on Eagles. You start everybody you got there with Dallas Goddard. If, even if you start someone else, don't drop him because one of the main appeals of Dallas Goddard the whole time was been that he's like a double handcuff. If AJ Brown or Devonta Smith go down, it's they're not going to take Quez Watkins or Alameda Zacchaeus and make them stars. Like it is Dallas Goddard if that happens. So you really can't drop him. He's you know you just got to start him where you where in certain spots and 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 stash the highest upside, highest uh, risk player on your bench. Okay, let me get you your take here quickly because this is a name that, again, it's fantasy Twitter. It's the hot take. It's the big name. Uh, Schefter just tweeted that the Ravens have activated and added Keaton Mitchell to their roster. Um, he is a guy that I've seen a lot of people consider to be a, you know, a deep dart waiver wire claim that the Ravens offense doesn't really have a separator at the running back position and that Mitchell's a guy that the team loved during training camp kept him, put him on IR with the expectation that he could be a contributor this year. If he's on the waiver wire, it would be somebody that you just take a speculative add on right now. You have to, you have to, because like, think about James Robinson, the offseason smoke was there. Then he got the gig. Julio McLaughlin. Like this isn't just depth chart uh, searching. Like sometimes people look at the depth chart 40, and say, who's next. They say, who's next on the depth chart that I don't like those guys. If these guys have smoke in the offseason, like Mitchell did, like Julio McLaughlin did, now I'm interested. And everybody in the chat that has trade questions, stay here on this channel because we're doing a full essential trade question show next with me and Howard Bender. We're just going to rapid fire these last couple of games because we got to jump in like a minute or two, right, John? Yep. Yeah, we got a couple of minutes left in the show. But again, Alarm Fantasy Football following us here. You don't have to leave the channel. Bender and Coop will be on with you for that. And that's all trades uh, today. Jets Denver. Uh, Zach Wilson actually had a pretty good game against Kansas City. Now going up against a Denver defense that is among the worst in the league. We got Robert Salas saying there's no more snaps count cap for Brees Hall as well. Uh, thoughts here on the Jets offense going into Denver this week. Yeah, Brees Hall is looking awesome, man. So you gotta you gotta be happy about him. Garrett Wilson, you start him where you got to. I'm not starting any other pass catchers from this team. Zach Wilson has some zip, and this is gonna be an interesting game because Sean Payton did a little bit of trash talk about Nathaniel Hackett and, and the Jets and this whole gang. So you know what? 
going to be interesting one for sure. But uh, next one, Chiefs, Vikings. Yeah, well, it's the biggest game on the board. Biggest game on the board. Four and a half. Everybody's in play, right? Yeah, got to. Got to get them in there. I mean, even if Vikings have been ugly, like Kirk Cousins is the exact kind of guy that can come out and have an ugly game like he did last week and then bounce back and have a great game. We've seen it a million times. It's exactly who this guy is. So we're hoping we get good cousins and we get a good football game here. Though we could get bad cousins and get a terrible football game. But I'm hoping for the good one. With a over-under 53, Vegas is expecting the good one. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you 100% there. And then uh, Dallas-San Francisco is your Sunday night football game here. That's So that is one where I'd be willing to bet the under. Two very good defenses. And two and the, the Cowboys offense, I'm not so sure on. The 49ers offense is just rock solid. You know, they they have, you know, Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk and, and George Kittle and all these – and Christian McGaffrey and all these names, and, and it's rock solid. Dak Prescott's the one where I'm not sure I'm sold on his de- decision-making. I don't know if he can truly get the ball to guys like Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. Clearly he can get it to CeeDee Lamb, and he loves dumping down to Jake Ferguson, but I, I just – this is a huge test for Dak Prescott. Can he come out, read the defense, go through his progressions, and actually get the ball to the guys that are running high A dot routes, the chunk play players? Because it's easy to beat up on the Patriots when they lose Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez now up for the year is from yeah. what I'm hearing. Like it's yeah. easy to beat on beat up on teams like that. Now you got to go against the team that if you want to win the whole thing, you're gonna see him in the playoffs at some point. So yeah. this is a monster game for Dak Prescott, especially. Yep. Uh, and wants to know any news on Javante? Not yet. Uh, the hip pointer, apparently, we weren't sure he was going to miss any games, but got to watch the practice reports this weekend. We'll get a better take on the news for Javante there in that spot. Final game, Green Bay, Las Vegas. We have the potential return matchup between Devontae Adams and the Packers. We'll see how Adams' shoulder is dealing with. Jimmy G still in concussion protocol. Uh, I love Josh Jacobs this week, though. We just saw David Montgomery run all over Green Bay. You can run on Green Bay here, and I think that we're going to see Jacobs once again get a pretty heavy dose of work in this one. Yeah, we talk about revenge games, but at this point, uh, Devontae Adams probably likes the Packers better than he likes the Raiders, right? Like, I, Well, he might like him better if Jimmy G was the quarterback, but uh, Aiden O'Connell was not his friend. No, dude. Like it's, uh, and he was worried about, you know, part of his comments when he left said, Hey, I'm worried about my legacy. I know I've talked to Rogers. I know how long he wants to play. I want to be like an all time great kind of honestly, he even said no shade at Jordan love. Basically he's like, you can see the comments. There's no shade at Jordan love, but I want to go play with Derek Carr. Well, as of right now, I'm not even sure Derek Carr's better than Jordan love. I think Jordan loves looked at, at least solid right yeah. like he's he's looked promising so uh you gotta with the packers you're starting aaron jones you're trying not to start aj Dillon where you can avoid it you're starting christian you're hoping christian watson gets ramped up he only played half the game last week so you can't really take that game as as what you're gonna get i think we see more christian watson here romeo dubs you can start Jaden reed i'm avoiding uh i think luke musgrave is going to play so he's a, definitely gonna be in my dfs article in this matchup if he's a full go the fact that he had the concussion on thursday gave him extra time to get back and i think he's already at practice so not fully cleared but yeah. uh feeling good on the raider side you know what you got it's Devonte adams it's jacoby myers it's josh jacobs and that's it yep uh guys i just put the link in the chat for alarm fantasy football that's coming up right now after this show here with coop and bender uh, make sure you check that out. Stay with the channel. Like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Trade questions will be answered on the Alarm Fantasy Football Show. Go get them over there. For Coop and I, we'll be back next week, everybody. Good luck here, and we'll catch you later.